Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 343 Podcast, where we work tirelessly to elevate the level of discourse and practitionership here in American soccer. Let me start out today by reading you a translation of an interview Lionel Scaloni, the Argentine national team manager, the World Cup winning manager, had at the end of January, just a couple weeks ago, because it sets the stage of what you're going to hear later in this podcast, where I'm speaking to John Kokoris. So here we go. Quote, there's an excess of analysis, too much. Nowadays, everyone knows how the opponent plays. There's so much information that, in the end, the most important thing, which is the player, is almost remote controlled. In our case, I don't know about other teams, but there's a risk of losing the essence, taking away from the player what is precisely their best quality. If you're constantly telling them what to do, you run that risk. We convey just enough what we believe we need to transmit the truly important things, so as to not overwhelm them with information. We are losing the essence of football, not only at a professional level, but also with kids. My children play in Spain and are overwhelmed with information. They receive the ball and they're already being told what to do. There are fewer dribblers now because if they barely get the ball and you say, pass it, I mean, imagine if Messi, when he was eight years old, had been constantly told by his coaches to pass it. We wouldn't have him today. It's quite remarkable because football has become such a huge thing. Everyone reads, studies, and thinks that with that, they can already manage. If you tell a seven or eight-year-old to make a diagonal run, cover defensively, etc., he's seven years old. Let him play with the ball, make mistakes, and when he's 14 or 15, then we can start correcting. It's a message for the future. This is a sport and the beauty of football should not be lost. End quote. Now, guys, that was a translation that I came across on X that somebody else did. When I try to find the actual interview of Leone Scaloni, he said many of these things, uh, but there's some other things here that I couldn't find online. For example, starting to tell players maybe what to do when they're 14 or 15. I couldn't really, I couldn't really find that. I couldn't really find some other things, but the essence, I think, of what Scaloni was trying to express is captured in what I just read. Um, Keep this in mind as you hear John Kokoris and I talk now for about 10, 12 minutes. This recording comes from one of our weekly sort of meetings that I have as we continue to develop and evolve the 7v7 coaching education course that we offer. And before we started talking business, we just shot the shit a little bit. And this topic uh, happened to pop up because it was fresh in, in John's mind. And, you know, he gives his opinion. I give my opinion. And it may not be exactly what you think. Maybe you heard this quote. Maybe you heard this interview. Maybe you just, maybe after you just heard me read what Scaloni said, you're probably nodding your head. You're like, yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most things in the world, as you might agree, aren't that straightforward. And context is important. On that note, what sponsors this episode are two main products. One for coaches and one for parents. Coaches. You need to get your ass over to 343coaching.com, STAT, where you can gain immediate access to witnessing training sessions from a legitimate pioneer in developing American soccer players and teams. You can join thousands of American coaches who have gone through the program or are in the program today at 343coaching.com. Oh, and if you happen to be coaching the little ones in the 7v7 format, we've got you covered there as well. For that, go to 7v7coaching.com. And parents, we have a one-of-a-kind program for you as well. 
You can find that at 343masterclass.com. Get over there today, simply submit your email address, and we'll do the rest. With that, let's just head on into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Let's go. Um, you know when you have those performances that you're like, all right, we built like a base and we're like breaking to the next level. Like two, two or three age groups were like that this weekend. And I'm like, just something different, you know? You saw something where there's a little bit of growth, which is cool because in, in New York, obviously we're playing indoors a lot. So um, these months, like, you know, you, you get something different, a lot of futsal, a lot of uh, small-sided 77 stuff. So when you throw that in the mix, I think it uh, it changes the the their minds a little, right? It adds like a different dynamic and you get growth like that, right? So um, you know all about futsal, right? Or being Argentinian, you know, you guys probably, it's in the blood over there, so. Yeah, it's five, five, five v5 courts all over the place. Every time, you know, I would fly overhead and this happens in Europe too, depending on the country, but whenever you fly overhead, you see 5v5 fields everywhere. Over there, it's called Fútbol Cinco. Right. And, and then when you hop in a cab or whatever, and you're going city to city, it's just like every four or five blocks, there's five aside little courts all over the place. Right. And over here, we wonder why we don't create those players, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it, That's a whole topic that I've written about, and I need to revisit it, rehash it. You know, one of the things I plan on doing this year, I made a list, right, of all the things I need to accomplish in 2024 is doing a whole bunch of solo episodes as well that kind of are cleaned up old writings of mine and then expanded upon. And one and one of those is like, oh, well, we don't develop great American soccer players because we don't play futsal or we don't play this or we don't do that. Okay, now what does that mean for coaches such as yourself, John? What does that mean for Danny? What does that mean for coaches across America? And I go off on what does that mean for you guys and how you can I don't know, help your players out best because in Argentina, they have the luxury of getting players who are constantly playing outside of the, the academies and you don't. So what yeah. do you do? I think you have to just make them love the game as much as possible. See, all right. So like that, there you, you kind of segue into another topic where it's over here or in other countries, they say, you know, you got to let them play. You saw the uh, Scaloni quote? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That, that's, a per that's a perfect quote. That's a beautiful quote. I don't want to see any American coach with that quote on their wall because it, it doesn't apply here. Correct. Because in Argentina, they have their grandfather, no soccer, the taxi driver, no soccer, the school driver, no soccer, the teacher, no soccer. And over here, if you just let them go, there's no education system for that player. You need to be on top of them. You need to hit them with the, uh, the curriculum, right? You need to like, you have to be an educator for the player because they're not going to get that outside of of you you know and even more compounded with video games and ipads and all that stuff today because even when i was a kid we we're in the street whether it was hockey or soccer or whatever we were in the street now that's that's not even in brazil anymore the kids are on the ipad even in brazil now even in the poorest neighborhoods they got an iphone um so yeah like it, it's even more compounded here that you you need to hit them with education that's why i believe Totally. You can't just let them play. You know, that's, that's always been our trouble in education here. You know, this is that parents or American coaches or very well-meaning people, obviously, you know, they're seeing these sorts of things come across online and on social media, such as Scaloni's comments. And they're like, oh yeah, my kids should just be allowed to do yeah. whatever on the field. Just let them play. Let 
the game be the best teacher. And it's the exact opposite here for us in America of what we should be doing. It's why yeah. there's, there's so much to discuss there. And not least of which is Caloni's principally talking about the professional game and the national team. And, and on top of that, the caveat that is the Argentine national team, you know? So there's all these layers of context that he's making those comments upon. And then again, well-meaning folks here in the States are like, oh, so my U10 American team, you know, we should be doing what Scaloni is saying. Yeah. Guys, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a kid in, in, in our program. He's a 2016. Um, and that we joke um, like amongst the staff and we say, don't, don't coach him because you're going to screw him up. Like the kid's IQ is through the roof, right? So the kids on our 2016, we immediately pushed them to our 2015 second team. And I was watching them for less than, um, from, from Christmas period till now, right? We came back from, from the Christmas break, uh, January 7th or 8th. It was late this year because of the, uh, New Year's on a Monday. So, um, I pushed them to the second team. So less than a month, I pushed them to the first team, excuse me, on the 2015. So he joined this fall. 2016 pushed him to the 2015 second team now he's on the first team 2015 right so i go like i go to like uh the boy um last week and i go what uh i said what do you tell me what's the difference between all all the teams he goes each one keeps getting faster like so simple but i swear to god if you asked if i took a game film from each of those teams and i went to a b license course and i and i showed 35 candidates I'm not knocking, you know, obviously, you know, sure. I'm not knocking coaches, but I'm even myself, maybe I don't think I would have put it so simple and so precise as the, as the seven-year-old incredible. So yeah, it's cool. So when you have a talent like that, right, obviously he's not messy, but when you have Messi in Argentina, right? Yeah. Let him, let him be intuitive because he, then you get one special gift every generation and this kid obviously in, in proportion or, you know, if that makes sense. Or if everyone is on the same page as me here, um, is in Long Island, he's like a little messy in the 2016 age group. That's all. No, everything is so context dependent, and we both get, I'm sure, messages and emails, and we get hit up for advice here and there. Oh, Gary, hi, longtime follower, listener. You know, my son, he's 13, uh, and they try to explain the entire context because they know my spiel at this point that everything is so context dependent. And so they'll give me like, um, I don't know, a 1000 word email. And I do read it, John, I do read it, you know, because they put in the effort and I, I try to respond to everybody. But the reality is that even though you did your best to give me the best context possible, it's not enough. Yeah. It's yeah. not enough. I actually have to be there. I actually have to watch. I actually have to get to know you, the parent, how much, you know, I actually have to get to know the competitive circuit that you're in. I have to get to know the kind of like club that you're in. I have to get to know like almost all the parameters. I kind of have to be the coach of the player to, yeah. to feel all of that stuff out, right. To then be able to give good, decent, specific advice, right. I could give general advice because the general advice is always kind of the same. There's four components, the technical, the tactical, the physical, the psychological, and there's things that never change within those four buckets. So I can give everybody those sorts of things, which is kind of what we do with the 7v7 course, kind of what we do with, with the whole coaching program. 
the stuff that never changes, ubiquitous, but they want specific advice. And I can't give you specific, it's impossible, John. It's impossible. So true. Should yeah. I join, should I join the Philadelphia Union Academy? Because, you know, they're, they're courting me and they want me to go. And that would mean that I have to move my family, you know, cause it's four hours away, but I would want everything. I want the best possible thing for Mark. You know, what should I do, Gary? It's fucking hard. To, how, how do you answer that? That's very difficult. There's so much to discuss. Do you guys understand about what happens if you're in an MLS Academy? Do you understand that they kind of, you know, own you? for all intents and purposes. And once you make that co commitment, you, it's, mm, you, you, you have to understand the pros and cons. And that's just not a one email conversation. So true. Have you spoken about that? Like, uh, on any podcast? I've never, I've never heard like, a not segment. really, not really, man. There's you so have to get that out, man. Yeah. There's so many things I need to discuss, dude. That's one, that's a big one because there's a lot of really good, um, club slash coaches slash parents that are doing good work with their kid. And they may be very talented, talented enough that, you know, you might be courted by MLS Academy and you ha just have to be aware of the pros and cons. And, and it's not to say that you shouldn't go. Maybe, maybe the right decision is to go to New York Red Bulls or New York City FC or whatever. Maybe that is the right decision, but maybe it's not the right decision, at least not now. Uh, I think that just listening, like, you know, processing while we're talking, it's almost like that's the advice that they really need is that, you know, they're coming to you for advice to be decisive for them or to give them, an, uh, you know, some kind of insight. But I think that the real advice they need to hear is no one can help you except your own family. You have to make your own decision for yourself. I think that that's really what they should be grabbing from you there. I think that that's so important. I don't know the masterclass. I don't know if you speak about that. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's yeah. the whole point of the master class. And it is to, is to what you do for players, John, you know, or we've done for players. We want to do for parents now is accelerate, is educate them. Like so fucking hyper educate them. Like, so, you know, maybe they're a U13 parent or U14 parent or U, U10, the earlier, the better. So by the time that those sorts of decisions come across their desk, you know, when their kid is. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, or, and beyond, they're in, they're well positioned to make educated decisions. How's that? Yeah. No, nail on the head. That's what, what we do is very early on, we kind of layer in, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen from here. Boom, boom. And we, we like explain very clearly, you know, we give them that, uh, that vision into the future or that peek into the future. Right. And. That's why we have a really high retention rate. Our parents don't get too excited. Um, and they know that we're going to lay the options for them at the right moment. Um, we're not here to hoard kids. You know, they're not our property. But what we want is uh, timing is so important, right? Because the right place could be, you could that could be the right place. And at the wrong time, it's a terrible decision. You, you just got to time it. And I think that rely on the coach. If you trust them to develop the kid, I think you should also trust him to make the right decision for his next step. Um, and I think that the parents, if and, and kind of doubling down on that, is we are very selective of the parents we bring into our program. And I'd rather a parent that's not a nut job with a B-plus player rather than an A player. And you could see the parents are living through them and 
they're going to, you, you could, you know, you've been through it or, or uh, so many times that, you know, they're going to be a little nuts. They're already a little nuts. They're standing right in the sideline with their coffee. You know, nobody stand near me. This is my spot. Like, like you could and, do a spot up a mile and away. The, and at the end of the day, it's the kid that ultimately ends up paying the price. Oh yeah. Due, due to the parent. Like I can manage the parent. I can manage the parents. It's fine. It's a headache. It's, you know, it's a problem, but I can manage it. It's fine. I understand it. No problem. But at the end of the day, they're the ones who have their kids 24 seven for years. And the kid is ultimately going to pay the price. Maybe one, two, three, five, seven years down the road. We signed up for it, right? What's that? I said, we signed up for it as coaches. So like you said, the parents managing the parents, you better be ready to do that. Comes with the territory. Totally yeah. cool. No problem. Yeah. Is Benny going to join us or what? Let me, let me hit this guy up. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. A reminder for coaches. You can get both the free and premium coaching programs at 343coaching.com. Don't let anyone tell you your teams can't win by playing dominant possession-based football while also developing individual players to the highest levels. Nonsense. We've proved it at every single level and so have hundreds of serious member coaches across the country. Now that we've moved on to the pro level, we're delivering everything we've learned in the program. Don't wait and continue delaying getting on a proven path. And parents, 343masterclass.com is where you want to go to get a working compass for navigating the American soccer landscape with your player. It's pretty bad out there, but let our experience guide you. Lastly, if you're coaching 7v7, we've got you covered there as well. Go to 7v7coaching.com. Until next time, cheers everyone and keep building.